and we are live. Townstone Financial Show returns, or the return of the Townstone Financial Show. Barry, what do you think? I like either one. Both sound good. Well, well what else is new? What else is new? Um, other than our nice background here, which um, only our, our viewers can can see, and I don't think you can hear Barry. Um, we can hear you munching a little bit. What's for lunch? I'm eating a lunchable. Like the the Oscar Mayer, like you know. Yeah, because I bought three thousand lunchables for uh, for my kids, and they didn't eat them. You know, when when everything was going yeah, bad, I thought uh, I thought we just you were buying cans of of I, uh, I still do. whatever. I, got, I just I, I just bought lunchables. I think these lunchables could last the rest of the the this rest of the century. Yeah, lunchables. Let's see. Let's see if they have an expiration date. Doesn't look like it. It says eat. It says eat Lunchables as much as as long as you as long as they're not purple. It's like uh, yeah, it's like the shampoo instructions. Like eat and repeat. Eat and repeat. Eat and repeat. So, has anything happened in the past few months? I mean, we we did I think do one uh, kind of post shutdown show, um, but we've been gone now almost two months. Whose fault um, is that? It's my Yours. fault. It's my fault. So I apologize to our, our dear listeners and viewers. That is a hundred percent on me. But tell everybody you're scared and you're locked up in your in your closet. Well, I'm not in my closet here. I'm not going to lift my laptop and and show you around here. But I am uh, just in my apartment though, and I am scared, Barry. I mean, uncertainty is a uh, is a scary thing when it comes to to health. Um, and uncertainty, I would think, is it leads us to kind of our topic of uh, the day here because that's what has been driving the market these past few months. You know, there's all this uncertainty um, around. First, it was you know just the direct health aspects of of this whole coronavirus. You know, who's it infecting? What does it actually look like when they're infected? Who's going to get really sick? Who's going to be asymptomatic? And now, you know, as that starts to shake out, you know, still a lot to know about, you know, the health aspects, but the economic impact, that uncertainty is um, really impacting the mortgage market. Because um, I would say one of the big factors is that CARES Act that Congress passes passed. We always talk about the unintended consequences. Oh, I see your background. It's all white. It's yeah. white brick. Yeah, it. no, it's just like my shades, and because if I open them, oh my them, god, have you looked at yourself lately? I'm looking at it right now. I'm, I'm looking oh at boy. it. Oh um, boy! If anybody's watching this, the the Taliban, I'm sure believes they recruited you. Yeah, well, you know, I I can't fly out to Afghanistan till they lift up the orders. So. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no doubt that you've been recruited. I don't think anyone's going to do alone with us the way I you look. I can't go to the training. No, no, I've gotten plenty of people wanting to do loans after viewing the podcast. They, this you is know, not a good look. All right. Has All your right. mother seen you lately with that Taliban no. look? Barry, I haven't seen. I've seen you more recently than I've seen my mom. I haven't seen my mom since like February. Well, I got a, I got a haircut. I'm looking good. Well, I'm not going to – and to any of our listeners, please don't report Barry for that. Um, I didn't I say who cut my hair. I said I got a haircut. <laughs> he cut it himself. He cut yeah. it himself. You, you you, should do the same. Take off that hat. Let's see how it looks. Oh, 
Well, I have it in a ponytail. A that must bit. be that must be a icky looking situation. For anybody who hasn't gotten their hair cut, who wants to open up the state so that people can get their hair done? I mean, out of essential services, I, I do think that I should believe be that's lower, an essential. Eh, lower on the list. Than I think it should things. be. See, I disagree. I think it should be high on the list. So, especially if way, they take a look at you. What Congress did with the CARES Act is they basically, no questions asked, allowed people to uh, go into forbearance on their mortgage, um, which is not a forgiveness plan, as you explained so eloquently on that uh, last radio interview you did. This is something where, you know, for up to three months, no questions asked, up to 12 months with some questions asked, um, you don't have to make mortgage payments. And this is not a free gift for people because two things. One, you can't refinance your loan while it's in forbearance. You wouldn't believe how many people, you know, have called up, reached out to try and refinance with these low rates, because these are some incredible mortgage rates that we're working with for eligible clients. So people have called up, tried to refinance, but back in when it first was announced, end of, end of March or early April, they took that forbearance option. They're in the middle of, of, their, of not paying their mortgage. Well, guess what? You can't refinance while you're in that status. And they say, oh, well, I didn't need it. I, I still have my job. I can still qualify for the new loan. Well, you don't qualify for the new loan because you took that forbearance option, and you're not going to qualify to refinance that loan until you're out of it, until you're caught up. Um, so that's one unintended consequence, and, and I emailed you yesterday about this, you know, things that are moral hazards. That's a huge moral hazard when you open up this program with no questions asked, not even a, you know, a, 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 you, just because of COVID, if you kept your job, you know, if you ran, you know, if you're an administrative assistant at, a, at, the, at Quest Diagnostics, you actually might be raking overtime now, making more money than before. You had no, you know, justifiable reason to say you wanted that forbearance or to, to go for that program, and as a result, you can't get the, these low rates. Consequence one. Consequence two, plenty of people have been furloughed on their jobs. Plenty of people have had hours cut. Plenty of people have actually lost their jobs altogether as a result. Um, and those people... That's what this the CARES program was there for. That's you you correctly you know went into forbearance. Other than getting you know being late on your mortgage payment, having that reported to credit, getting on in line to you know get foreclosed upon after enough missed payments. Um, but the problem is Congress did not <coughs> allocate money for so mortgage mortgages. When you make your monthly payment, you're making that to a servicer. And that servicer has to pay that money now out to the bondholder, oftentimes Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the investors. They, if you're escrowing your taxes and insurance, they still have to make the tax and insurance payments. Um, so they, they've been, they're on the hook for all of this money for all the people that have forborne, forbearanced their mortgages. Um, and as a result, there's been you know, a liquidity I would maybe crisis or, uh, you know, I'm careful with that word, I guess, but a liquidity crunch, to say the least, and that looks to be, you know, getting resolved as the impacts are, are better felt here. But it's, um, 
I, I think as a result, you know, FHA pricing, VA pricing, everything across the board has been effect, uh, has been impacted. Now we are seeing, you know, we just signed up with Stearns, and their pricing doesn't seem to be having that same impact. So fortunately, you know, good FHA and VA options here, um, which I hadn't seen since before March. No, oh, UWM's got good VA pricing too. Listen, yeah. all this stuff that occurred was based on fear. Um, the cash crunch and everything was short-lived for most of these lenders um, because at the moment, and I stress at the moment because we've only had one month, the forbearance percentages have not gone to where everybody expected so quickly. Yep. Now, we've only really had only one month of, of forbearances, so maybe next month, you know, we'll start heading up again. And I assume, you know, as more people are laid off, more people are going to not pay their mortgage, and that'll be a problem for some of the servicers. Um, and basically, the government hasn't done anything about it. There's been a lot of talk about it. On the other hand, um, I locked a uh, 15-year fix yesterday with full closing costs paid at 2.5%, wow. which I did I did my mortgage at 15, a 15-year fix at 2.5% with full closing costs right before this happened. And so I, I did that last night. So the rates are fantastic. We have, they, they are. On 15-year fix, I think I don't know if anybody could possibly beat us on 15-year fix because they're so good. I don't know if what, what you've run. That was a really good credit, really good credit. Eighty percent loan to value. It was a, it was a it was a higher uh, loan amount, about four hundred k. But even if you did three hundred or two fifty, you're still going to get under three percent if you have good credit. Yeah. Um, our thirty year fix now with the UWM. I mean, there's today I priced out thirty year fixed, seventy five percent loan to value yep. on a condo. It had some points of about five hundred bucks. So total closing costs, if they needed the appraisal, was going to be about $2,800. But they were going down from four and a quarter down to 3%, yeah. saving themselves almost $90 a month. So that was yeah. a no-brainer for them. So yeah, I mean, rates I are still very, that. very low if you're not doing any type of cash out uh, or investment type of property. If you're doing just a pure rate and term refinance, um, rates are as low as they've been in many, many years. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I priced out a just under 70 loan-to-value rate and term refinance, still a condo, Barry, 3%, no points. It was a small, like a $100 lender credit or so, so barely right. anything. Um, but, so, I mean, for, these are incredible So the one rates. difference for us, I know, but the one difference for us is, is in, in Townstone since 2002 is no closing costs. And right now, I, I just sent Zach uh, uh, something for no closing costs. If you want to do no closing costs, your rate is going to be extremely high. Mm -hmm. That's really the, the basis of it to get, you know, really zero costs on there, unless you have a large loan amount. Yep. Yeah. If you have a large loan amount, then it's way easier to do. And I'm talking about a 30-year fix. Uh, if you go to a 15-year fix, it's, it's much easier to get no closing costs. However... I would say for, for when I'm running it, and I don't know about you, probably 80% of the time, 8 out of 10 people that I'm running through do not need an appraisal. So 
that gets their closing costs down to what, eighteen hundred, eighteen fifty, something yep. like that on there. So, you know, getting a closing cost credit and having a couple hundred dollars for for, for closing costs is, is not bad at all. It's I mean, I, I just don't want you to give the wrong idea where you're starting at the beginning. Yeah, over the last eight weeks, and I think that that we've done a very, very good job, or we did a very, very good job of telling people basically over those eight weeks to wait. Yeah. We got them We got them approved, and we waited. I think there was a lot of other people who just told them to lock, rates are really low, blah, 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 and, you know, and get their money. And we waited on these people and took their application, and then we locked them for 15 days. And when, almost yeah. everybody I know that we've done has been really happy with that. So I, I think one of the things we should point out is we gave the correct advice. Well, others were scared. We just said it's going to come back, and it yep. did come back. Yep, it always does. It's always it's just a matter of time. And uh, but yes, it it absolutely came back. And now again, anyone that is you know eligible, which you don't have to know whether you're eligible or not, we take care of that part. Um, go to Tomstone.com, fill out the consultation request, and we'll see how much we can save you on a refinance because. The majority of outstanding mortgage loans right now are eligible for refinance to a lower rate, period. Um, so if, any, if you are listening to this, odds are better than not that you are eligible to refinance to a better rate right now. Um, well, eligible <laughs> market rates support a lower rate. Whether you're eligible or not, that is going to depend on you know, credit, uh, income, and, and equity position. Now, one thing I'm also seeing, Barry, is the spreads between a, a higher credit score and a lower credit score is much larger than I'm used to seeing. Whereas, you know, before 740 credit versus 640 credit, you were going to see, you know, maybe just a quarter of a point. Now it can be up to a full percentage point, um, you know, in difference uh, on the rate that I'm, I'm offering to my clients. Are you seeing that or... Um, well, I mean, the, there's overlays were put on everywhere. Some of the people that we deal with, the companies that we've dealt with, the overlays, they've taken them off a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, that, that just, I mean, it just happened that, you know, people were running, hiding under their bed because they were scared of any type of risk. And the yeah, risk and is the risk is saying that if you have poor credit, I shouldn't say poor credit, if you have lower credit, that your 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 what do you want to say your uh... the risk is higher it's a it's a riskier loan the lower yeah. the credit score is the riskier it is to the person giving the loan or the the lender there and as a result of that increased risk especially with the economic uncertainty that lies ahead you're paying a risk premium effectively with a you know higher right, rate because... or higher costs because the investors on the other side who buy all these mortgages, which people don't understand because they think that all their banks hold their mortgages, which generally speaking is untrue. The investors that buy these mortgages are get scared of the market just like everybody else, or they need cash and they're, and, and they're selling mortgages instead of buying them. I mean, right now, the entire mortgage industry, the vast majority of the purchases on a daily basis is being made by the federal government still. Yep. And that's that's still an issue. So, yes, the Federal Reserve has done an outstanding job, and they've supported it and all that good stuff. But the bottom line is that it's still not a fluid market. It's way better than it was, 
eight weeks ago, seven weeks ago, six weeks ago, and it's getting better every week. There's no doubt about that, especially with the rates being so low, but it's still not business as usual, specifically uh, the 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 loans, and we still have commercials running. I have not pulled them off because it's still out there, but you need a 60% loan to value in order to do any kind of bank statement uh, program right now, which not very many people have, and you need very, very high credit to get that to get that done right now. So, I mean, those are out there. FHA, VA, I mean, you have to explain to me why the federal government has not come in and fix those programs, knowing, knowing right, like right now, I just pressed on FHA load with UWM, and I did it with, just so that we'd have something to talk about here, I did it with a 660 credit score, a purchase. I bet you, let me predict, conventional pricing is going to be better for them than FHA pricing. Well, I did FHA pricing here. I did a $250,000 purchase, mm-hmm. 3.5% down, 660 credit score, and you can get down to three and a quarter with points of 2764. 2764. So uh, let's see, 2764, three and a quarter. Let's see if we pop it back to conventional. I don't think that so because you're going to have a huge amount of MI, aren't you? Two? So on the FHA? No, well, the FHA, you got that. Well, again, I'm telling you. Let's see what, how much the MI is going to be unconventional it's here. It's going to be very comparable. Um, 660. Well, I'm going to run it right now so that we're going to know. So you could do 3% down, so let's go 97. Let's do 97%. Well, don't compare it to the 3% unless you're doing home ready. Compare it to just 5% conventional. Well, you can do regular... Because I was pricing yesterday. You can do 3% down. It doesn't have to be home ready. You can, but then the pricing for it might be closer then. I was doing a comparison yesterday. I had a guy purchasing. I got got 5% down here at 660. All right, 5% down, home possible, home ready. We're just going to do conventional. Uh, Not even close. 3.5% has... uh, Closing costs of uh, I'm sorry, 3.25 has closing co- has uh, points of seven thousand two hundred and twenty four dollars. Okay. So F- FHA is still way way better. It's not even close. Let's well, see would... about let's see about Home Possible. Home Possible at three and a quarter is five thousand four hundred forty three points. So still FHA is better. But FHA should be way – FHA should be – is getting better. I just closed that guy actually today, a guy, um, that did that 3.625 there, borrower paid, and I still think he had points of about two grand. So, But it was $3,100 a couple of weeks ago, so it's slowly getting better. Yeah. What are you pricing now? I, I'm just saying I priced out yesterday a five percent down FHA versus three and a half I'm sorry, three and a half percent down FHA versus a five percent conventional loan and for the same exact rate, um and actually slightly better PMI on the conventional, they were actually gonna bring the same amount within a couple hundred dollars to the closing table as the three and a half percent down FHA loan. And it was because uh, I guess their credit uh, was better. Or sl- yeah, I, I once was, you get once you get down to 660, that's the problem. Yeah. 
But um, I don't think you ran at that low of credit, I bet. But either way, what you're hearing on the news, as you were saying, you know, where you think home buyers are, are just like me hiding in their shells, that is not what we are seeing here on the ground. Um, we are seeing a ton of home purchase activity, just a ton of it. Um, Pre-qualifications, people looking, you know, the thinking they're good, you know, it's not a hidden market right now. You know, it's, it's not like you're going to be the only buyers in town, but if you've been sitting on the sidelines because you think, oh, the market's been, is dead on the purchase side, that is so far from the truth. There are so many people right now, you know, looking to buy, a lot of people looking to sell and move somewhere else. Um, the market's, the market's moving and, um, you know, it, it don't let, COVID basically puts you on the sidelines uh, for another year here to buy uh, if you had been thinking about it because, you know, you might be hiding, but the market moves on and other people are going to buy that house you were thinking about. I, I mean, one of the odd things that's been occurring, I mean, today I think we got about five different purchases anyway. One of the things that's happening opposite of what the great experts were thinking and that still could happen obviously that the housing market goes down but when you're in your house as Zach Schwartz has been for eight straight weeks you start to hate your house you want to get out you're finding if you have kids if you have family members if you don't have anywhere to hide you want to put them up for adoption well that too but then you say to yourself, especially if you have a job and you're thankful that you have that job and think, and you think the future looks bright, that you want to go buy a house and get out of your current house and get a bigger house because you've been in this house or get a house that's, you know, something that you're looking for because you find lots of stuff wrong when you wake up every every day and stay for, you know, what do you want to call it, 18, 19 hours up in your house. I mean, then, then you start to hate that particular house rather than going to work and getting and getting out of there. I mean, I think over the last two weeks, we've seen the purchase market pick up greatly. You're hearing that from national news outlets, although it's all fake news. Keep that in mind no matter what you listen to, right? doesn't matter what channel. It's all fake. This is all true. Um, I think that people are tired of living in their house because they've been in there so so long. So I think you're going to see a better housing market. And the big problem that we're going to continue to have is that there, you know, the the amount of new Inventory. housing starts. Well, housing starts. They're not building a whole lot of new houses. Um, and inventory shouldn't be so bad, and because the people who are who are moving are going to be selling their houses. That's what I see yeah. happening. But still, we 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 don't have any overhang of too many houses for sale. So even though the economy is going down, we're pro we're heading into a recession, depression, whatever you want to call it, due to job loss and all the rest. Um, the supply demand factor of housing really isn't going to change that much, especially when you're talking about. Uh, birth rates and how many people are, you know, being born and how many people are, you know, basically turning, what do you want to say, 21, 22 versus how many people are turning 60 and those 60-year-olds, how many of them are really selling their houses and getting think, out of their uh, houses? I mean, think I, 2020 I, is going to be like a like when the soldiers came back from World War II? This is going to be the, the next baby I, boomers or the 2020s? No, I, 
I just think that, that the data, the demographics, and the amount of, of uh, new housing starts that there are isn't enough for the population, and it hasn't, it hasn't been that way. I shouldn't say that. Isn't enough to drive prices down, even with what we're having here. Now, if we go into a severe depression and everything's locked up for, say, the next three or four months again, or five months, you know, the Zach Schwartz theory of life of being scared of everything and the way that many people are, and you're never going to go out of your house and business isn't going to get started, well, then you're going to see some, you know, people eventually by 2021 get foreclosed on. It's just going to happen. You don't open up the restaurants. You don't want anyone to get their hair cut. That's where they make their money. Then there's going to be problems eventually. But I think it's pushed down the road. I don't think you're going to see it near term. So if you're looking to buy a house and you think you're going to get this grand bargain, I have not seen it out there. No, I don't no, know, grand bar- no grand bargain to be found. But, again, waiting on the sidelines isn't good either because you'll either continue to pay your rent or um, let somebody else buy that house you've been eyeing for the last couple of years. Um, but, again, either way, you already own a house, townstone.com. See if we can refinance you and save money. You're looking to buy a house, townstone.com. Free consultations for both. See what you qualify for, um, because you want you want your your loan officer on your side. And during times like this, when guidelines seem to be changing by the day, when the goalposts are moving, you want loan officers that are on the ball that know the guidelines. And we're, that's what we are doing every single day is we're monitoring that we're, and we're taking care of our clients. I just said, I, before we started this podcast, I just got off the phone with a guy. He was refinancing with a bank. He is like 75 days into the process, and they keep adding new things for him to do, new requirements. They keep messing it up because – it's on, they're slammed right now. They're they're salespeople. They don't know the guidelines. They're they're just, you know they they hear something from the underwriter. They don't know when or if to push back. Um, and again, now more than ever, it's important that you you have knowledgeable loan officers that you're working with, and you're not going to get that you know at one eight hundred getaloan.com. It's true. You should buy that domain. Great idea. No. Um, so what you, anything you want to end up uh, leave our listeners here with, Barry? Well, I pretty much said it all. I mean, as long as, I mean, even the cash out, if you have really, really good credit um, and you need to do a cash out, it's available. Um, I, I know there's been articles that I've seen on CNBC and other places that says, you know, cash out is a five-point hit, five points times your loan amount. Uh, we have a we have a lender that we do business with where it's only one point right now. So, I still think, you know, from what I'm seeing out there, Chase and Wells Fargo has cut back their lending. Basically, I mean, really, the only product that we have a problem with right now is anything a jumbo mortgage. Jumbo. But Jumbo everybody across, and, and, right, across everyone the country, does. you're going to have yeah, a problem. Why? Because, as you said, the government is buying the majority of mortgages. The jumbo mortgages are not government-backed or insured. And with all the uncertainty, private money does not want to be uh, owning those large mortgages right now. And let's talk about what you can and can't do. Number one, if you've been furloughed, if you're not working, 
you cannot get a mortgage. Let's make that clear to everyone. And that's the federal government who has decided that. So they're lying if they're saying anything different. If you've been furloughed, if you're not working, if you got a lump sum of money and you're supposed to, you know, and you're and you're not and you're not working currently, there's no way to get you a mortgage. I don't know any way unless even with you that 600 a, a week unemployment, we you, it's any, any, cannot you use unemployment use, either. Exactly. Cannot use any unemployment. Cannot use any anything like that. You have to have a job. You have to be working. Secondly, if you have a job and you've been cut back on your hours, if you've been cut back on your salary, we have to use your current salary, your current hourly, what you're making. It cannot be what you were making before, even if they promise to bring you back or to put it back up. It's what you're currently making now to qualify. Last one, self-employed borrowers. They've changed all the rules on self-employed borrowers, and they've made it more difficult. Um, we're going through it right now. I have one about the close. I mean, the basic premise of a self-employed borrower right now, what underwriting is trying to be able to prove is that you currently are making the same amount that you were the past two years, because we always took the last average of the last two years, gross adjusted to what you made, and being able to prove that with invoices, bank statements, cash flow analysis uh, to show that that money is still coming in despite the fact of, well, of the pandemic and the virus and everything, how it's affected so many people's businesses. Right. So, and, and what they're doing is taking current bank statements off, 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 your, uh, off your bank, off the website we're able to send in to show that you have this cash flow coming in and it equals, you know, what it was before. Yeah. Um, but that, that's the challenge for somebody self-employed right now. Yeah. Exactly, to prove that your business was not impacted by COVID because, honestly, Barry, most businesses have been impacted one way or, or, or another, open or closed. Um, you know, it's a, a new welcome to 2020. You know, this is, uh, uh, I would say, the most, uh, you know, the event that shaped things, you know, for the last, most of the last 20 years was September 11th. And this is probably going to be the next, 20 potentially, um, you know, post post COVID world. Until they get that vaccine, right. though. <laughs> you got it. When they get that vaccine, Barry, I don't want them to even tell us. I want them to just put it into the water supply like they do the fluoride, and then like a month afterwards, when everybody has the vaccine already in their system, then they tell us, you know, you're all cured. You got it. It'll be a great Christmas. Um, all right. Well, again, to our listeners, thank you for bearing with us. I know you missed us, but uh, we'll be back next week. And um, just stay safe and go to townstone.com, save money on your current loan, qualify for that purchase, and save money with the best rates uh, and best service in the industry. So thanks for listening, and uh, have a great week.